Welcome to episode 31 of the Holly Springs Deep Dive Podcast. I am grateful that you're listening, and I hope this episode helps each one of you in at least some small way. This week, hear from two therapists from the Holly Springs Counseling Center on the subject of anxiety, specifically about anxiety related to coronavirus and the accompanying distancing we're all doing. I'm not including any sponsor slots this week, thanks to an anonymous patron. Instead, I want to focus on special things local businesses are doing to stay in business without being able to have their brick-and-mortar location open or not being able to meet with clients in person as they normally would. Please seriously consider using local businesses such as these all the time, but particularly now that so many of them are suffering. All of their websites are listed in today's show notes. The state of North Carolina has deemed farmers markets as essential services, so the Holly Springs Farmers Market is continuing with their regular market schedule with social distancing precautions. Visit the website included in today's show notes to see what is planned for each market day. Nourish Nutrition, a personalized habits-based nutrition coaching business, has suspended the current month's charges for clients and is having all meetings through remote access points to allow them to continue their progress. They're also offering anyone, client or not, the opportunity to talk about any concerns they have around nutrition or health, including how to make the best choices when pantry items are limited and ideas to help avoid stress eating, all at no charge. Black Dog Bottle Shop set up an online portal so customers can select beers they want from their online inventory and have a custom six-pack ready for pickup. Gifted Boutique and Wrappery is closed, but their website is stocked with almost everything they carry in the shop. They're offering free shipping and free local delivery in Holly Springs and Fuquay Varina with no minimums. I'm sitting here at the Holly Springs Counseling Center in downtown Holly Springs with a couple of licensed clinical social workers, Nancy Smythe and Larry Bernstein. Thank you for talking to me today. Um, As you know, um, I wanted to talk to you about anxiety um, because a lot of people who, um, regardless of where they are on the spectrum of suffering from anxiety, I feel like um, everybody's level of worry is up currently because of coronavirus, COVID-19, um, and more general worry about how much life is going to change in our near future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to do something to help um, help people feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that you guys were the ones to talk to. Well, we're, we're glad to be here. Thank you for um, thinking of us. Um, and we kind of talked about your topic, which of course is, uh, for us, has, means, has meant so far lots of rescheduling and changing what we typically do without thinking. But I, um, Bernie and I kind of talked about why don't we start with a good definition of what anxiety is. Do you want to do that? Well, you looked it up. and well, Yeah, the, the literal de- definition is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease about an imminent event with an uncertain outcome. Wow, are we not living that right now? We are. Right? We're living the definition right, right. now, aren't we? Um, so, um, and, and we kind of wanted to expand a little bit on that uh, and maybe give a good example of what 
Yeah, I was, I was just going to add, when you hear anxiety nowadays, uh, it sounds like a dirty word. Oh my God, I've got depression and anxiety. I can, uh, you know, kind of pinpoint that. I can blame it on, on something. I, I think it's not a, a, a tough thing to deal with when it's uh, just one of your emotions and it's trying to tell you something that you need to do, just like you defined. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, there's a situation and I look at it and I'm wondering whether I should take some other action. And I'm, and that's a. a good use of anxiety. It's kind of like I always think of a snail with the with the feelers out, just kind of checking the environment and seeing what's going on. Um, and that's fine. It's only when your emotions get more intense and feel out of control, which is what I think that's the dirty word, mm-hmm. anxiety nowadays. When people start talking, it's going to the point of possibly a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of call that spiraling. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, excessiveness, uneasiness, and apprehension. So I think it's important to understand anxiety. And um, let me give you an example of some, because I think we both agree sometimes anxiety gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I uh, every night go to a very dark parking lot to my car, it's comfortable. I've done it every night, but am I going to let my guard down? Mm-mm, no. That would be silly. Um, so anxiety is telling me, okay, probably okay, probably no problem, but still take precautions. You know, be be diligent, be careful. And so that's to me where we have to. There has to be a level of acceptance in mm-hmm. this feeling of anxiety because it is real, and there are a lot of unknowns, and that's always the part. <clears throat> that we don't like. We mm-hmm. like to know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, and so I think that that's, that's a real um, acceptance that we are going to have anxiety, that we it's how we manage that anxiety rather than try to keep pushing it away. Do you agree? Absolutely. I think it's, uh, I guess it gets in the area, one client talked about overthinking. Mm-hmm. I think this is overfeeling. <laughs> And it's that kind of a thing. We, mm-hmm. we, we use it in excess. But your example is great. Uh, you know, that dark parking lot uh, could be a setup if somebody else looked at it and said, this is a perfect uh, chance to take advantage of somebody. And they could be lurking in the dark, you know. But to stop you in your tracks or to cause a panic attack would be letting your emotion go too far. Mm-hmm. Or to say, I'm not going to go to that parking lot anymore. You still maintain that level of safety, which was really prompted by anxiety. So it's not always a it's not always a bad thing. In this case, the effort has got to be to manage it and control it. And I, I think that's what you are interested in us talking about yes. as well. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think some people, for their level of anxiety, um, manage it with medication. It's kind of the medical model. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also, I think, an opportunity sometimes where people react too quickly to medicate, to want to, you know, get something to take care of it as part of our, our culture. And doctors, of course, are going to fix our problem. But, I, you know, I think in our field, we've come into um, working with people on a thing that's come up in the last 40, 50 years called mindfulness. And that's 
uh, involved with um, slowing yourself down, being present. Uh, the example I always use in my practice when I talk to people about it, if you think of a little girl, I always, well, I don't know why in my, in my little picture it's always a little girl, but it's a little girl and she's, her emotions have got the best of it. You know, at some point in our development, that's all we are, is a bundle of emotions. Our thinking part of our brain hasn't developed yet. So, you know, a small, uh, let me give her eight years old, and she's just screaming because she doesn't like the way she's feeling. And now the other character in my, is always a grandmotherly type. I don't know why, but it's always a grandma. And the grandmother will just kind of put her arms around her and just very calmly say, take a breath. And she ignores her grandmother <laughs> and continues to scream. And then a little bit uh, after that, the grandmother says, take a breath. And finally, if you've ever been in this experience with a child, they'll take the breath and they almost stop immediately. <sighs> the panic goes away. They don't know how to handle their emotions. And I think that's true with a... Uh, even us as adults, we're not trained in that. But that was a lesson. <laughs> That's a very important lesson. And it comes under the heading of being present and being mindful and not letting your emotions drive your actions. And I think with some training, we can get better at that. We can calm ourselves. Uh, and there's a lot of a lot of material out there and things that, that are having that effect. Yeah. And I think... Um the first part to being present and mindful in terms of anxiety is acknowledging I'm feeling anxious about this. Do I have, and then validate that, do I have a right to feel anxious? Absolutely. Am I fueling that anxiety? Maybe. Maybe I'm not going to watch the news 24-7. There is no good news. But maybe I want to check in in the morning and check in in the evening. So it's an awareness of an emotion and that it's only an emotion, that it can pass or you can control it a little bit better by being present, by being mindful. We focus on being present because if I am just only talking to you, only listening to what you're saying, I can't think about, oh my gosh, what's going to happen in an hour? Oh my gosh, what did they talk about yesterday on the news? So if I can really practice being mindful, being present, even for little spurts of time, because it sounds easy, but it's not. It's really hard to stay focused, especially with all of the spin going on around us, you know? Mm -hmm. But I like to kind of look at it as a bonfire. A bonfire, if you keep throwing logs on it, is gonna get larger and larger, out of control, it's gonna keep going. If I cannot put any, not add to it, I'm, it's not going to go away, but I'm not going to add to that anxiety and I can get it to a level of feeling, okay, maybe I can manage this even for 10 minutes. Maybe I hear news like, you, you know, maybe an example of something that, oh my gosh, my anxiety is through the roof. Maybe I can say, halt, I'm going to go for a walk around the block just to reset. You know, we're always telling teenagers, reset, take a break, uh, have some nice cold lotion in the fridge, rub that on your hands, that feels good. You know, gives you a break, even for minutes, which is better than fueling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're not present, then you're acting out of habit. Right. And uh, 
that's what a lot of us have learned to do. You get angry and you're not taking stock, you're not present to say, oh, I'm feeling a great deal of anger. Instead of that awareness, you react on it. And the reaction may not be what you are pleased with yourself. You might have to apologize for your words or your actions. So being present, exactly what you described, being aware, um, taking a breath, being able to think through, how do I want to react to this? It's not something we've been trained to do. It's unfortunate, but I, you know, there's a lot, a lot coming out right now where they're, they're trying to get some of this introduced in, even in our school systems, that we should be paying attention to the EQ as well as the IQ, the emotional quotient as well as the intelligent quotient. But right now, it's still primarily teaching arithmetic and, and mm -hmm. writing and, and, and uh, that kind of stuff and not uh, how do I handle myself in, in uh, situations? What happens when I get uh, very quickly angered or frustrated or, you know, what's the best way to kind of gain, maintain control? Well, and just a little bit of practice with some of these things makes such a big difference. It's mm -hmm. funny how fast your body can mm -hmm. um, respond to these things. Mm -hmm. A while back, I, um, I worked with a very unpleasant person, and I had to... Um, I started listening to classical music on my way to work every day, mm -hmm. and I made myself um, relax my shoulders. You know, I didn't close my eyes because I was inevitably driving to work. Mm -hmm. um, but I made myself, you know, let my shoulders down and take some deep breaths. And it did not take long. Um, but even now, you know, mm -hmm. whenever I hear classical music, it's Pavlovian almost. Mm -hmm. I automatically, without even thinking or trying, mm -hmm. my shoulders go down. I, you know, I'm mm -hmm. just taking deeper breaths unconsciously yeah. just from... I would say less than 10 times of doing it on purpose. That's awesome. So, um, That's awesome. you know, just trying to do one small thing um, over and over just a few times can really kind of reset mm -hmm. how things go. Absolutely. We can, we can learn to be better at it rather than just accept the way we are. So, yeah, it's a perfect example. I mean, I think we understand it more with sports where you practice, you go to practice, you go to practice, and hopefully game day something pays off, you know. Well, right now it feels like every day is game day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I have tried to do in managing worry in my life is I think, okay, what is, I try to name the thing that I'm worried most about. Mm -hmm. What are you worried will happen? Mm -hmm. And then I make a plan for if that does happen. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that is going on right now is that people can't make the plan right because um, a lot of people's go-to coping thing would be to have lots of food in your house, mm -hmm. have lots of toilet paper in your house, mm -hmm. whatever that's about. I don't um, get that. <laughs> I don't either, but I think that's the one thing they feel like they have control over, but they can't do it because the stores are out of things right now. Mm -hmm. um, well, we don't even know when this will be over, because, and so, that often is well i can do anything for a week or a month mm -hmm. or you know whatever True. we don't there's so many unknowns that it's hard to say do a b c and d and you'll be okay mm -hmm. and the thing i want to make sure people know is i understand this i understand how how challenging this is but we really don't have a lot of choice right now so we have to find 
some skills, some tools that will work. Uh, if I can, I'll give you an extreme example of a, a client I worked with years ago. Um, she was in a very high pressure uh, position and uh, worked late nights. Every and she worked from eleven at night till seven in the morning. When she got home, when she got in her car to come home, she would start worrying that when she went home, she wouldn't be able to fall asleep. She would wake up late. She would miss her job. She would she would wake up late, get to work late, and she'd get fired. None of this ever happened. Never even came close. So, but my point is. What you were describing reminded me, you have to kind of be a detective a little bit. Mm -hmm. What's the worst thing that could happen? What if? Uh, how true is this? So that's the first part that you do. So this person, there is some truth to when you get in such a high state of anxiety, tighten every single muscle you have and hold it for five, six seconds. Let release, tighten it again. Do the same thing. Um, the other thing uh, I suggested is give your anxiety a name. And when it when you feel it coming, give it a name and say, okay, George, bring it on. I'm ready. You mean like a literal actual name? A literal name. name. Whatever feels good for you. Okay. Her, you know, let's say she picked George, which she didn't, but let's <laughs> say it was George. Okay, George. So this was the, uh, the plan. Driving home, she, because her anxiety was so severe she got physically ill, as though she had the flu, which, gosh. But anyhow, so coming home, she's in the car, and we figured that tightening would work because you can drive and do that. She did that. She said, all right, George, bring it on. I'm ready for you. And she started tightening, which was a way of literally saying, okay, I'm ready for you. I'm going to face this anxiety. I'm going to work on you. I'm not going to try to avoid and it, for her, it worked. It was a godsend for her. Why did it work, in my opinion? She took it very, very seriously. That's all she did. She didn't uh, say, oh my gosh, what if? She took it very seriously. She got better and better with it every day. You know, so, so does it work for everyone? Not necessarily. But find all those tricks that will work mm -hmm. to give you a break. We're never going to make it go away until this is all clear but give yourself a break from it so that's a, that's a great um, point that we're all different and what resonates with one person doesn't resonate with another I found a quote recently because uh, we're talking about uh, intensity of emotions or an emotion that you hold on to for too long uh, longer than you should so you talk about worry and uh, the quote that I found recently was uh, worrying is like a uh, being in a rocking chair there's a lot of motion motion involved but it doesn't get you anywhere mm -hmm. and I like that so if I find myself in a worry situation I got a bad piece of news from the doctor or something I can spend my time worrying about it <laughs> every day every minute uh, or I can just uh, when it comes up because my mind is a uh, can be very nagging sometimes mm -hmm. then I have to say nah that's okay. By the way, remember this quote <laughs> and talk about the rocking chair and then go on to do something else. Um, I kind of like the, the feeling of worry when you have to worry about it. When you mm -hmm. finally get down uh, to hours before you'll find out the result, 
then worry about it then, but not weeks before. Yeah, it's like you have to you have to take the advice that you give your own children or your yes. friend. Yes. Um, one of my kids had a lot of worry about getting shots when mm-hmm. he was little, mm-hmm. um, and I would say, sweetie, this shot is going to take ten seconds of your life. Do not give it a month ahead of worrying, <laughs> because you're going to get the shot whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. It's for your own good. Um, but it will take 10 seconds and that's the only amount of time you need to be worried about it because that's the amount of time it's going to hurt and that's generous because those nurses can be in and out of there in like less than 10 seconds to give the kid a shot but you have to listen to your own advice to other people sometimes Mm -hmm. and that's not easy oh we don't we're not as kind to ourselves i think (laughs) as we are to others Mm -hmm. so i think that um the best advice we could give we can give is uh, trust your gut. You know, if you if you feel like, you know, this might not be a good thing for me to do, don't do it. You know, people all around us understand that we're canceling things and we're rescheduling or we're not comfortable. You know, I, I was supposed to have a friend come to visit and I, I canceled her. And I felt terrible, but it was, I had to kind of go with what felt okay for me. And there was no reason you know, obvious mm-hmm. reasons. So, so I think you have to kind of trust your gut. I think that get good advice about anxiety. If you need to talk to someone, talk to someone. And, and let someone that you trust in that med- medical field, you know, talk to them. There's a lot of uh, tele stuff online, a lot of tele conferencing online. And so, uh, you know, there are other options you can use. Um, don't oversaturate yourself with the news. Um, because you really aren't acting on anything you hear in the moment. So it really can't. does make perfect just, sense to yeah. just check yeah. in at night or right. check in in the morning and at night if you, you know, and, and turn it off after five minutes. There's nothing that says once you put it on, you have to watch the entire thing. I find the media lots of times uh, doesn't help. They sensationalize it. You know, every storm becomes a stormageddon and snowmageddon. And, you know, and they're looking for, you know, the worst case of what will happen. And it turns out not to be, you know, the way they present it. So, yeah, I, I, I remember working with a psychiatrist who I, I was kiddingly said, we need to write prescriptions and just say, stop turn your TV off mm-hmm. because uh, maybe then people will take it seriously yeah, if you write it down on a absolutely. prescription it's, it's pad. It's causing anxiety. It causes, you know, some of that, that problem. And I think, you know, with our coming, um, uh, what are we calling it? Not isolation. We call it distancing, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Had to come up with a new name, social distancing with the opportunity of staying at home and rather than getting upset and focusing in on the, the annoying loudness of the kids that won't stop playing, etc. Uh, it's an opportunity. You can look at it as an opportunity to maybe Google uh, mindfulness, maybe Google meditation. Mm-hmm. Try meditation uh, when you start for minutes, not for uh, 30 or 40 minutes, which a lot of meditations might, guided meditations might take you through. And try it. it uh, it's not working that well. I'll sit back, give it another chance tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, or a couple of hours from now. But but even without that, catch yourself being mindful and being aware, being present of what you're paying attention to. You know, I've had people in classes that'll say, you know, normally in my course of my day as a teacher, said I, I stopped at that point and I turn around and I do my, um, 
my paperwork. And instead, because I'm taking this class, I stayed there and I watched the kids a little bit longer. And it was delightful. I caught them doing, uh, imitating the teacher and doing other things and it made me smile. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was missing it. I was missing it because I got onto this, this adult thinking and this adult uh, way of I have to get things done, etc. I've got so you know productivity and mm -hmm. all the other things we've been in, uh, kind of saturated with. Uh, and sometimes it's those moments, uh, you know, the sunsets, the, mm -hmm. uh, the watching the kids for an extra moment that makes a difference in your life, you know. And I think what's really important, especially for moms who now have kids home or dads who have kids home now, you got to take care of yourself. You know, I've had some folks in this week that are, you know, determined to make that kid not feel isolated. And, and in the meantime, I, I say, what are you doing for yourself? You need to give yourself time to take a hot soak or take a walk around the block or just sit and be able to be with your own, you know, ideas and thoughts. So I think self-care is critical now, you know, because we really especially moms and parents and or if we're taking care of our parents we get in that helping position and we forget about ourselves and that can add up and that can really cause you to have a meltdown at some point you know and i think we're always the last people on our minds you know i had a client one time that said if you ask me one more time what i'm doing for myself I'm just going to explode. And she said, and then I got it because mm -hmm. she had waited too long to take care of herself, you know. So I think, you know, limiting how much you hear to just what you need to hear to be able to plan accordingly, except that this is not something you can control and make go away. Taking good care of yourself. What else? Well, I'd, I'd add... Uh you know, you, you were saying uh, at some point that sometimes we're not our best, our own best friend. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've marveled at how many people I've asked, have you ever called yourself stupid in your mind? And most people have. And I don't think you'd do that to a friend. So I think one of the things you can do is you can start learning to be a little bit more of your own cheerleader. I think when you're growing up, you look for your parents to be your cheerleaders. Oh, you can do this, you can get on, whatever. But even thoughts in your own mind, and, and, and I don't think you've been completely 100% without it, but, you know, I've gotten through tough situations like, like this before, and I can do it again. That's cheerleading. That's helping yourself in a positive way rather than saying, oh, my God, you're so stupid, you'll never get this. Mm -hmm. We can do that pretty well, but we need to kind of become our own cheerleader, you know. And you don't have to have done the exact, you know, you, you don't have to say, all right, let me remind myself of the last pandemic I lived through. No, <laughs> yes, it's not yes. even, you yeah. can say, you can say, um, think about that the last time I had a really, really busy week and I felt overwhelmed mm -hmm. and Friday came and I was still here and, mm -hmm. you know, I got a lot of my stuff done. I didn't get everything done, but mm -hmm. I'm still here and right. nothing yeah. horrible happened because of it. Right. Because we can all think of some time that we were successful managing mm -hmm. some level of worry or stress, and it worked out fine. Absolutely. That's I mean, what you have to focus on. Think by the time at the end of a day in anybody's life where they feel overwhelmed by some problem or issue, and if they can just give in to sleep and wake up in the morning, lots of times it's like, you know, it feels like an old saying, but things feel better in the morning. 
you can face it's it so again. Weird. You can take a sh shot at it. But boy, when you're loaded, 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 and you just can't seem to get past it, you need to kind of just give in and take some, take a reprieve, and then come back at it. I think, and you know, we're here. There's nine of us here. We're mm -hmm. all more than happy to help any way we can so yeah I mean I think that's important to make sure everybody realizes too is um, reach out if you need to there everybody has a different level of what they um, feel like they can handle Absolutely. on their own and be aware when you hit if if you hit the point where it's too much um, if you feel like any of the techniques we've talked about today aren't working or aren't giving you the kind of um, results you want Absolutely. and need, Absolutely. that there are people, there are therapists all over Holly Springs, yeah. all over the place. Reach out. Um, yeah. Reach out because um, it's okay. Yeah. Everybody has yeah. some level of this. This is, this is scary stuff. It is. Yeah. I think, I think we are social animals, and unfortunately with social distancing and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff that's going on, there's times when we do need to lean on other people. I mean, when it, it's so obvious when you're bleeding and there's a bone that's apparently sticking out through your skin, you know to go to a professional, you know to go to somebody. Mm -hmm. We all need social networks. And if you don't have one, uh, go to a professional. I mean, they can be your, part of your social network. Contact Support somebody, system. talk about it. We, need, we, we are social animals. We need to lean on other people. Some people have no experience with therapy and they say, what can you get from talking to somebody? I talk to people all the time, you know, big deal. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand what that's, what the help you get is steering your thinking, mm -hmm. uh, getting you out of a rut in some of the ways you're looking at it and, mm -hmm. and introducing maybe some new idea or thought. Um, that's the magic of that interaction. Mm -hmm. Some people have it with, uh, with uh, their faith, uh, other church members, neighbors, uh, family members, um, and don't discount uh, therapist too. Mm -hmm. We're not that bad. We're not that scary. Yeah. Yeah, there's something very chill about this office. You've got like some kind of mood music just low enough that you can't tell what it is, but you feel the result of listening to that kind of music mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. quiet in here and you guys have these very soothing voices. Is that a, do you take a class on how to have, well, have a have a soothing voice? Nancy, Nancy was the uh, designer, and each room is kind of like a little mini living room, but it's mm -hmm. kind of got a nice feel. We fell in love with this place, yeah. uh, so we we, we, just... we were down the road mm -hmm. in a very officey kind of place, and so we really looked hard for a place that did just what you're suggesting so I appreciate your noticing that mm -hmm. because that is the goal because we know that sometimes therapy can be a little daunting and scary so yeah. we want you to feel comfortable you know and um, so that is that is a big part of it that you should come in and you should feel comfortable mm -hmm. you should be able to talk about things that maybe you don't want to say to your uh, uh, parent or mother or I mean husband or wife oh, this is scary to me here mm -hmm. you can say that this is a safe place mm -hmm. so yeah thank you for for noticing yeah I totally did the moment I walked in it's almost like being in a in a massage therapist or a spa or something with the music and the I don't know there's a vibe here of just calm Whatever you're doing, it's working. You spray it every morning. <laughs> Do you walk around with sage and try to, try to sage out the place of all the negativity? <laughs> so 
So is there anything else you want to say, or do you feel like you got all of your ideas out? I, I hope that maybe we've been helpful for someone who might listen and uh, find some piece of um, what we've talked about to be helpful yeah. in these tough times. You know? I would say, you know, if you feel like you need someone to reach out to, get on our website. There's nine of us. There's biographies on everybody. Pick who feels right mm -hmm. and contact them directly. And they're all kind of a little bit different, different offerings. And, and we try to cover that in, the, in their bios. But please reach out if you need to. Yeah, and find your thing. I think everybody has a thing. Something that I like to do that is just totally mindless is play. There's a game on PlayStation called Don't Starve. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's such a funny little silly game, but it's so escapist for me. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, their thing might be um, running, which mm -hmm. I don't understand, right. but whatever. <laughs> they yeah. like to run. It gets them out of their head. Yeah. But figure yeah. out something you can do for 15 or 30 minutes mm -hmm. that gets you out of your own head. Mm -hmm. Or four or five. Yeah. Even that's enough to yeah. redirect you, you know. Yeah. 15 or 30 is great. Four or five if you're just really in that uncomfortable mm -hmm. place. It kind of helps you just reset yeah. and yeah. And you know, I think right a lot of women and men too, they just don't feel like they can take time for themselves. So they're, so this is uncomfortable territory for mm -hmm. a lot of us. What do you mean I can take an afternoon to paint or I can draw? What, it just feels a little off balance, you know? Well, maybe being homebound will be helpful because That's, it's like, well, there's no errands you exactly, can run. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> got nothing but time. Exactly. So yeah. I can't think of anything else that I can offer. Yeah, you definitely mm -hmm. covered a lot of good stuff, and I hope that it is helpful for somebody mm -hmm. listening today because one of the things I'm thinking is that, you know, people are home, they got nothing to do but listen to podcasts. <laughs> Get them out of their get them out of their own head. Just make sure it's not a podcast about um, coronavirus or pandemics or yeah. spiraling yeah. in one way or another. But I appreciate you talking to me. Oh, today. our pleasure. Stay tuned through this local business update for news about what I'm planning for next week's episode. Kinder Music of South Wake has transitioned to web-based classes. They offer the same quality and benefits as their in-person classes with opportunities to step away from the screen and dance, bond, pretend, and more via Zoom on your mobile device or home computer. Families still receive Kinder Music at home materials as well. Body Restoration Massage and Body Work is temporarily closed in the best interest of the health of the public and their staff. Online gift certificates are available, and a portion of the proceeds from those will be used to help local families in need. They're also developing materials to share soon with self-care tips and guided stretching techniques. Christine Wallers is uploading Facebook Live videos explaining life insurance policies even if you're not her client, so you'll understand better what you have and hopefully gain some peace of mind. She can perform all activities virtually through Zoom, FaceTime, and on the phone. That includes policy review, consultations, and applying for new or additional coverage. Please take the time to try some of the techniques you just heard about in today's episode and give others as much grace as you'd have them offer you. This is a hard time for everyone. 
Next week, you'll hear from another therapist who will focus on what parents can do and say to help children and teens adapt to the new normal that they've started experiencing. Stay well, my friends. Until next time.